0: Hey guys, this is Savannah from earthandwater.co. Today we're going to talk about generational curses. Ooh, spooky. And I say spooky because it's a curse, right? Curse. Curses are spooky. And I already feel like I want to go on a tangent about words and how people get really hung up on them for closed-minded reasons, for the lack of a better word. My son's really interested in languages, which is awesome because I've always also been really interested in languages. And he asked me earlier how many languages there was in the world. And I was like, I don't know, let's Google it. And we came up with, or Google told us that there are over 7,100 languages in the world. 7,100. More than, okay? Pause this and think about the vastness of that entire languages which means entire worlds because our language shapes our world and that is why it's problematic I could very easily get on a whole we could do a whole episode on languages and we will we will I have to I'm still researching this one long story short words are abstract at best When you're engaging in communication, and that means talking to someone, hanging out with someone, trying to understand someone, listening to someone, uh, but also reading things, consuming content, the words used, the specific words used, should be taken at at least level 3. As in, like, they're not the primary source that you're paying attention to, okay? They're, like, they're not even the secondary source you're paying attention to. They're the third one. If you get hung up on the words being used, you miss the intention and the message behind them. If they don't fall within the realms of what words you would have used for such things. And right there, you cut off understanding. For example, my use of the word witchcraft has definitely given me problems for one I live in the Bible Belt so there's that it took me a very long time to which you know we can go on a tangent about that as well when the word witchcraft started popping up all over the internet kind of mainstream like I was like oh how cute they think they're witches how sweet but I completely wrote it off, like I didn't take any merit in it whatsoever, I was like that's definitely not what I'm doing, and then I kept doing what I was doing, and turns out, yeah, that's exactly what we're labeling as witchcraft these days. There's a book I highly recommend, it's very good, it's called The Inner Temple of Witchcraft, I believe. That's with me not getting up to go find it to tell you exactly. Actually, let's google it, I can do that. The Inner Temple of Witchcraft by Christopher Picksack. I'll link it below for you, but I had this book, my friend wanted me to read it with her, she picked it out, I was like, meh, but okay, it's actually a very good book, And but I went from hiding this book from my family when they came over, <laughs> to breaking down and being like, okay, we're gonna use this word, because you know what, we gotta break the stigma around this, and in me doing that, and breaking the seal of hiding, The fact that, you know, everybody already knew I was into yoga, meditation, crystals, herbs, energy work, sacred geometry, psychology, philosophy, giving back to nature being a decent person, you know, and wrapping it all together in a neat little package is what we're calling witchcraft these days, and so I broke down, and the first ever content that I produced using that word was like the second episode of this podcast. Of course, it has its own accompanying blog post. I explained all of this, okay? Why are people still afraid of the word witchcraft? but I've had people come to me and tell me that I need to use different words, and I've had um, <laughs> a former employer blocked me across all social media platforms. I cannot prove. I do not know for a fact. It was because I posted this episode and used that word, but I'm pretty, pretty confident that that's what it was and on one hand, I get it, you know, I was hiding the book from my family, okay, I totally get it, I was born and raised in the Bible Belt, North Alabama, like, yeah, I feel you, I understand, sorta, at the same time, though, y'all, it is 2023, you have access to Google, I explain myself fully in everything I post, I think, I hope, if I don't, let me know, talk to me about it, you know, At this point, if you're, it's on you, you know? So anyway, the reason I bring all of this up and go on that huge tangent, which is half as long as most of my episodes, is because we're talking about generational curses, which falls right into all of this. So what do we mean by generational curse? Chances are, if you're here, you probably already know, but for those who are just, you know, following along because they're supporting me or whatever, let's explain it to them. Generational curses are what we're calling trauma that is passed down through generations. So, let's say your grandparents went through something and that caused them to believe a certain way, behave a certain way, speak a certain way, raise their children a certain way. And then their children turned around, like adopted these patterns because, you know, we learn most from our caregivers and they turned around and had children of their own and voila treated them the exact same way now this particular curse in our scenario here is only three generations long right zoom out a little bit and think about how long people have been on this planet and that's how long they've been acquiring this or been doing this Getting something and then passing it down to the next generation without much of a thought on how that affects the future and the people of the future and society and culture as a whole because, gosh. There are most definitely things that happened thousands of years ago that are still affecting us today, I promise you. So take a second to think about your caregivers, your parents, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, whoever helped raise you. There was probably lots of people. Anything negative on about how they treated you and that you took from and integrated into your being, your belief system, how you act, how you interact how you think, how you speak, how you be, they, those things were given to you by them, where did they get them? Probably from someone else, and thus, here we are, that is what a generational curse is. For one, we're not going to be angry with this, it is what it is at this point, there's nothing we can do to change the past, we can just move forward, although, you know, by healing yourself, you heal past generations and whatnot we can dissect that statement a lot for the most part like of course there's bad eggs here and there of course but for the most part everybody has been doing the best that they could up until this point point. and we didn't have internet until just a little while ago so there was not any way that we could communicate with one another and figure out that we were you know in the first place a doing something wrong at all because we didn't even know that much you know, if you've never seen a pair of shoes in your life, you don't know that you don't know how to tie them. So we're not going to be mad about the past. We're going to try and find acceptance. Okay? People talk about forgiveness. I, you know, acceptance. We'll do an episode of on that one day. Make sure you like and subscribe or whatever you do over here. Okay, great. So now what? So we have the thing we're reluctantly not mad about the thing or at least trying not to be mad about the thing how do we fix the thing honestly it really boils down to the same way you fix all the other trauma and healing and whatnot for one i find it super helpful to identify it to begin with so that you can once you identify it you can more easily recognize it and the things that it's causing when it pops up Once you identify you can start analyzing it and dissecting it and trying to pick it apart and figure out what's going on, where it comes from, what it's causing in your life, how to break those patterns with different patterns. This is where I am a huge advocate of journaling because writing it down gives you like a overhead third person type of perspective that helps you really analyze things better. From there, it's really just a matter of paying attention to yourself, keeping awareness at all times of what you're thinking, what you're saying, what you're doing, how you're acting. Is it positive? Is it helpful? And slowly over time, you will start to rework those patterns. Sorry, I know everybody's always looking for some key to success and key to healing and some magic pill, essentially, to fix it but it's all it always comes back to the same thing okay practicing 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 awareness mindfulness just doing a little bit better than last time or this time even okay it doesn't have to be like if you lose your temper this time you don't have to wait until next time to try again if you lose your temper this time you can You can realize that, pause, hold on a second, take a breath, relax your face and shoulders, apologize if you need to, recalibrate, and then move forward. That is a beautiful stepping stone and sign of progress. That's the work, isn't it? Swallowing the ego, finding humility and humbleness. That's the work. It's always the work, no matter the problem. That's the work. It always comes back to that right there, and you can't consume more content to make it happen. You have to just be there and mindful and aware, conscious and, and do it in the moment. Every interaction is an opportunity to practice. Every moment is an every moment. Every moment is a opportunity to practice. That does not mean it is easy, but it is kind of simple. It's not simple, but it is simple. I know you can do it, I know you have the strength, I believe in you, you just have to believe in you, you have to know that you can, you have to want to enough to get through the difficulties. Just like stepping on that stage even though you're terrified, or jumping off the second platform because your cousin told you you had to, it's a matter of feeling the emotions, being aware of the emotions, and then doing what you need to do anyway. That's the secret. The secret is there is no secret. There is no secret ingredient in the noodles, but we are here for moral support because that can matter more than anything in the world. Moral support can be your secret ingredient for sure, and I hope that we can offer that in the Facebook group. Come hang out with us, reach out, share your struggles, and we'll do our best to support you keep searching for the resources that you need, if you still feel like you need, let reach out, let me know, let me know what you think you need, and we'll go from there, and I don't mean to like sound snarky with uh, the whole what you think you need thing, because if you need that, then we'll do our best, okay, I am here to help, but you kind of gotta guide me to how to help, because every single person on this planet needs different things, and if you don't know what you need, neither do we. But we can brainstorm together, and we can we can bounce ideas off one another. But you have to take the first step, because I don't even know that you're listening to this unless you let me know. So with all of that, let me know. I'm here. I love you. Namaste. I'll see you next week. Relax your face and shoulders. Take deep belly breaths. Relax everything down. Ground your energy. Allow yourself to just exist for a few minutes